Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 106, Creatures and Beasts in a World of Magic. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Jesse as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, I love the name. Great name. <laughs> yes, it's with the ominous voice as well. That just brings it all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being here, and we're going to be talking about a topic that I have seen around in my life, but I've never actually picked it up. But I'm super curious about it. And I'm sure Jesse has a few words he wants to say about it, right? Just a few? <laughs> yeah, just a few. Just a few. But before we do that, uh, mind saying who is Jesse? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I uh, I have a, my own podcast about sports. Um, I have a website that deals with sports stuff. Twitter, I'm on there a shit ton. It's kind of like my, my shtick online. Yeah, I, I do a lot of sports stuff. I love sports contact. But I'm also a huge nerd. I got a few nerdy tattoos. And that's what I've been doing my entire life. So, you know. Well, you know what? So now it's just two nerds just nerding it out. Just, you know, because I got a few things I can say that's pretty nerdy. And today it's I'm cool. ready for it. <laughs> but before we go into the topic of Magic the Gathering, the card game, where can people find you? Where can people listen to your podcast or any projects or anything you'd love to share? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the podcast is the Bacon Games podcast. You can find the website, BaconGamesFantasySports.com. My Twitter is Bacon Games Fantasy Sports. I would just type that in. You can find me there. Perfect. Instead of making a type thing, I'll just put it in the description below so it'll be even easier so people can just listen to this podcast and stop (laughs) it midway and listen to yours and then come back to mine. (laughs) So so yes, today, without further ado, we're going to jump right into the topic of Magic the Gathering. Now, mind describing what this is for people who might not know what it is. Sure. Yeah. Um, so magic, I think, came about if I can do my history correct. I mean, I know how it was um, implemented, but like it's basically in the same vein as like the as Yu-Gi-Oh, like the Pokemon trading card game. Magic is all like the same thing. You basically um, use cards to like knock your opponent down from 20 life to zero life. Or there's like a few other ways to kill uh, to like defeat someone or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you basically play cards. Um, you, you have like lands and spells and creatures and stuff, and you use them to like take down your opponent. It's basically what it is. That's pretty cool. And so wait, what made you decide to play this game over all the other types of like creatures and mystical creature card games? Yeah, it's the best card game out there. Like mm. hands down, it's it's not even close. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> is like fun, chill, like Pokemon, like, yeah, it's okay. But Magic is by far, it's it's not even close. It's by far the best card game you can play out there. So that that's why, I mean, I play it. Yeah, it's the best. I could imagine because I've seen some cards in my lifetime. I say lifetime like I'm old. Uh, well, I am old, but I mean, like <laughs> I've seen some cards of Magic the Gathering and it seems like they're so well written, like the actual mm-hmm. like story and the actions and the, the, not only that, but the actual animation on the cards are beautiful. You could just mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah, the art. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. The art's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they. I know there was like an article that came out like a year ago that like they like uh like built a like a computer or some kind of like program to like try and play magic but it was like too complicated or some shit like that because you just have so many choices to make um that that's why it's the best game like just the amount of choices that you have to make is is like infinitesimal at certain points and and i love that because you know the, the the more choices you have um the more you have to have like more skill in order to like win and stuff so i just feel like that makes like a lot of sense the only thing about magic though is it's mega expensive if you talk to anyone you know that's the only downside as it's so expensive for a hobby so but it's worth it right <laughs> yeah I, I think it's worth it um yeah i think it's worth it sometimes i haven't played as much in in recent years but i, I still I still play a decent amount and talking about recent years but not actually recent years let's go a few years <laughs> back how were you introduced to magic the gathering was it a person or you saw like an announcement on tv or you found one on the <laughs> ground you're like cool i'm gonna make a collection of this oh uh, that would be super serendipitous but no no it was i'm i'm pretty sure god it's actually hard to remember because this was like all the way back in high school so i originally like i i know i had some cards 
um, back from when I uh, like collected cards when I was like a little kid. So I know I had like Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I had uh, I had Magic cards that I just I guess I ended up having somehow. I never really played with them, but um, when I got to high school. Um, there was this, this club that we called awesome club where all the nerds after school got together on Fridays. Um, and we played like super smash bros and we played like magic and we played Yu-Gi-Oh and, and, uh, shit like that. So I eventually like started going there and I'm pretty sure that's how I picked it up for the, for the first time again. Um, just hanging out with these dudes. Uh, they were all playing magic and I, I liked card games. I loved cards, always loved cards growing up. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll play this. And I kind of just got sucked in and, um, yeah, you, you know, you never take a break. You just take long or you never like are fully out. You just take long breaks. Right. So it's kind of how it is. You know how I know we're going to be friends because I play Super Smash Bros and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. So <laughs> nice. uh, there, remember we were nice. talking about nerding out. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah it is. there you go. And but back to the actual Magic the Gathering aspect you yeah, were yeah, talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah, yeah, the topic. We're, we're going to switch over to Smash Bros <laughs> and then Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> But uh, for so you got introduced to it going to an after I wouldn't say after school club, but just hanging out yeah, with it friends. Was, it was kind of like that. Yeah, like an after school club. Basically, it was like unsanctioned, but we had like a teacher there and um, like we just kind of did it. We were like super underground, cool nerds. No, it was just it was just had a teacher there who didn't have like an official project. It was a good time, though. But uh, my question to follow that was, did it take you a lot of time to just pick it up? Like just to figure out how the mechanics of the game worked or you're like, you have to take your time? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a very complicated game. Like I thought I like new shit until i started like going to like tournaments and shit like that then you start to actually pick up like the meta and shit like that it's it's a lot of work for sure to like be be even like close to being good being like even a little bit relevant like and i wouldn't say relevant being even like good enough to like do well at, like uh friday night magics and stuff like that like little tournaments you have to have like a, a wealth of knowledge and i'm sure you did your research you've been doing this for many years as well <laughs> yeah no, another weird question. I didn't write this one down, but have you yeah. noticed a trend, not a trend, but a difference between, let's say, the cards back when you started playing compared to the cards now? Like the, the mechanics of the games, have they changed? Have they changed for the better or for the worse? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always power creep. Like you have to have that, I think, in card games, right? So people keep like buying the new cards because they're like better and stuff like that. And um, like, I think once you make the game like more competitive, I mean, there are different formats, so it, it does make it like more competitive in certain ways. But um, I think some of the cards like, You'd see in standard one of the formats, you'd see like a, a, a four, four for five or like so like a creature for five mana. That's like a four attack, four defense. You'd see that being like a pretty good card. And like nowadays, like that card's pretty shit. So, yeah, I mean, like power creep's pretty huge. But like otherwise, I, I would say it stayed relatively the same. They've introduced new like a like a new creature type back when I first started playing or a new type of card, which was like Planeswalker. But now those are pretty ubiquitous. So not really changed since I started playing, I guess. And so you did play this competitively. Have there been any cards that were part of your deck that are now considered OP or banned from competition? Um, yeah, I mean, I have some OP cards. Um, <laughs> there, there's like a abandoned restrict. There is a, a abandoned restricted list that they have. So like restricted is just like you can only have one um, of the card, um, but that's only for like the really like old formats. And banned is just like yeah, it's banned from. So it's usually standard, which is the format that I used to play. It's usually like the most recent sets. There usually aren't any banned cards. There were some recent sets, but um, and I've I've had I think one or two of those cards. But yeah, I mean they they do a good job of um of like making sure the meta is is appropriate. Um, uh, Wizard of the Coast, they do a really good job. And when it comes to you actually building the deck, do you try to follow let's say forums online that say this is the best deck you should have, or do you like going making a meta deck that just works for you? Oh, yeah, I'm a net decker, 100%. I, I would need to check online to make sure I'm doing anything. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I love building decks. I think it's super fun. Um, that's why I like draft or like sealed a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, if I was to do a deck, I don't have like the time or the, or the smarts or the whatever to, uh, to do it on my own and make it like competitively viable. Yeah, for sure. I need to, I need to check online. And you know, it's a good way to just keep up to date on the new things, the new rules, the new 
cards that are coming out, uh, the fakes. I don't know. If, have you ever had a fake <laughs> card and just like you notice later on? I, I'm pretty sure I had fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards at some point, <laughs> but I don't think fake magic cards. No, I don't think so. I hope not. Fuck. And maybe I did. <laughs> I don't know. Could you imagine if somebody made a fake magic card with that incredible art? I mean, like, hey, yo, you spent a lot of time to make this beautiful masterpiece to make it a fake. <laughs> I, I think there I think there was something this was like years ago. I think I remember reading something online when I was like when I was like playing competitively like a lot more um, back when I was like in college. I remember there being some articles about like places like vendors online that were getting like a lot of fakes and they were like really good reprints of the of the cards. But they were like almost indistinguish indistinguishable. But there's like certain tests you can do. Right. I think to find them, um, find out if they're fakes. But I don't think I've ever owned one. Hope, hopefully, hopefully I've never owned one and, and gone to a tournament and used it. <laughs> it was fake. But I would have paid full price for it for sure. So, you know, <laughs> wouldn't have been like it was any different. Do you actually, on a random note, but do you actually still own your first card you've ever had? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I... I know I have some like old, like really old cards from like Onslaught. If, if anyone knows the set, if they play Magic, I, I had some Onslaught cards when I like, that's when I like first started playing when I was like really little. Um, I might still have some of those. I remember some of them that I remember my like kind of like my whole first set ish, but not my first card. No, I, I don't, I can't remember that, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, and you know, when I was a kid, I used to be the type like there's Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards I would collect. And some of them were in good condition. Some of them were in like <laughs> horrible garbage condition. And on that note, how do you store your cards? Oh, yeah. I mean, my magic cards are magic cards are pretty valuable. Um, So they're they're usually um, they're at least sleeved 100 percent. Like if, if if you come to like a magic tournament or like play me magic and your cards aren't sleeved, like I might like assault you physically. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're usually like some of them are double sleeved, but I don't have anything like that valuable i think the, the most i have is like a hundred dollar card i don't even know if it's worth a hundred dollars anymore it's, it's probably probably close to that ish but i i just have them like sleeved up so they're all they're all kept safe but i do i do remember like you know messing up a few of my cards especially when i was little i remember when i was biking to like play somewhere like a few of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards actually fell out and i like hit the brakes on my bike and scratched one of them like right across the thing it wasn't a good card so like it was okay, oh, okay. <laughs> but um yeah it wasn't like a like a valuable card or any, anything like that but yeah, I, I do remember doing that once, but otherwise they're all, they're all pretty safe. Now I would, if, if the cards get bendy, like if they're like foiled and they get bendy, that's like a yikes for me. So I try to keep them in the best condition. And speaking about your condition of your cards, these are the worst segues I'm doing right now, but how big is your collection? <laughs> I don't know. Like um, magic cards, I, I had so many just like random commons. Like anyone who collect, like collects cards like or, or plays like competitively or does stuff, we'll, we'll have like a bunch of just like random commons and uncommons and uh they might have my parents might have thrown them out when i like moved out um or something but like all my rare ones and stuff like that all my stuff like worth worth money um i have them all collected and i definitely don't know how many i have but i would say my collections possibly it's probably close to 10k now if i were to average it out so that's probably what it is if that gives you an idea i haven't collected a lot of physical cards recently i'm like playing online a lot because i don't have a lot of friends that play here so going to stores by myself is a little awkward so playing online is a lot of what i do but yeah, my online collection isn't worth much either, though. So <laughs> actually, that's uh, that was a perfect segue because that was my next point I was going to ask. Because nowadays you can play pretty much anything online. You can do Yu-Gi-Oh online. You can do Pokemon cards. You can do podcasting online. Weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> super weird. Yeah. So uh, speaking of which, do you have this? Like, do you feel a difference playing online versus playing with the actual cards in your hand? Yeah, I mean, having the cards is is way better for sure. The the new or it's not really that new. It's like a few years old, but the new not magic online the uh, magic arena which is um one of the newer ways to play online it is like nice the cards look pretty sick there are some like cool animations i guess but you can't beat the real feel of playing with a person like face to face yeah nothing beats that for sure 
And for the cars you do uh, get online, or do you have to pay for them, or is it like just you yeah. get any car? Yeah. You okay. No, you pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make money somehow, motherfuckers. Now. <laughs> but I would imagine the community is pretty good, right? Online. Uh yeah. Um, I think so. They, I think they're introducing, um, like they're finally doing like player versus player drafts instead of like the computer like being at your table, which is really nice. Um, but they they do a lot for like you know esports is getting bigger, obviously like around the around the country and around the world. So um, I think they've been pretty heavily encouraging people to play like online. They've had like esports events, I know. So um, there's like a good like support system out there for that. And still to stay on the topic of the online aspect, are there anything that you think the online, let's say, portal should do to just improve the experience? I I feel like you know I, I used to be like so much so much bigger into Magic and so much more attuned with it. I play pretty casually now. So I feel like it's kind of not my place to even like be like, I think they could do this better. Like, I think it's fine. Um, and I love magic. So I'll like get through any any kind of like sacrifices I have to make. So <laughs> I can just enjoy the product because it's the, the best card game out there, in my opinion. So now hear me out. This is a stretch for now, but it might happen in the future. <laughs> but Hit would me. you be interested in, let's say, a VR version of magic? Um, so I, I've seen this guy on like YouTube play like VR Yu-Gi-Oh, which looks really funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm VR is interesting. I don't think I'd be too interested, probably just like where the price points at, because I would assume it'd be like a, a decently expensive. Like I'd probably be out unless it was like real cheap. And you know what? At least now you have the cards and you have online. Who needs yeah. VR, right? Could you imagine just doing <laughs> yeah, a, for that stuff. a VR <laughs> podcast episode where I had to interview and I, we just both have a headset and we see each other? That'd be, that's weird. And I'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I have my like, uh, I look like SpongeBob and you look like, I don't know, uh, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Barney was my first uh, Halloween costume, I think, ever that I remember, at least. So that's funny. Me too. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And uh, so for you, what, how would you define your actual playing style? Style? Are you more offensive, defensive or you like to do tricks? What's your tactic? Yeah. So there there are like I, I think I'm going to say like I'm going to say three really main types of like decks you can play. It's like control, aggro or mid range. And I was like a pretty big mid range player when I was um a uh I, well i played played control for like a little bit back in like ravnica um or return of ravnica rather and then i after that i played a lot of uh, mid-range and uh, that's like mid-range is like you play like good costing cards for like um like they're good value in the cards like you play a card for like three mana or whatever like that and it does like a pretty good effect for that amount of mana you spent and the creatures are like mana efficient i think for the most part you would call them um so i played a lot of mid-range and i like that because i just have like these cool creatures that i can get down pretty fast and then beat you over the head with it yeah, I like that stuff a lot. So that's how I would describe it. I, I don't, in terms of offensive and defensive, it's kind of like right in the middle, right? Like the name, it's kind of like, yeah, straight there. <laughs> Just a little bit of both. When you're like, you're getting attacked, you're like, all right, defense. When they're open, you're like, all right, attack. It's Well, it's the basics yeah, of yeah, any no, fight. Basically. <laughs> yeah, no, basically though. But like, so so aggro, like aggressive, like tries to be really attacking. Like they play a lot of cards faster or like that. So when you're playing mid-range, like you play defensive. But if you're playing against a control player, you're going to be like the aggressor in that case, right? So it's it's literally just both. <laughs> now this is another odd question that it's just popped up in my head. But have you ever encountered somebody cheating while you were playing? No, um, not personally that I've ever seen. And you know, Magic's pretty chill. I didn't go to a lot of like the super big tournaments. Like, I went to a few PTQs and stuff. I never really like qualified for anything like super major. So like, and Magic people are pretty chill. If like, oh, I made a mistake. Like, you can like walk it back for the most part. Like, people are pretty chill. Even even in like some tournaments, even some like casual tournaments, people are pretty chill. So I've never had someone like blatantly cheat. Uh, I have people like, yeah, you can take this back. Like, that's fine. But I, I think, um, I don't remember. God, uh, I'm going to sound really bad if I like slander this public figure, but I'm pretty sure there's some people who like got caught for cheating uh, that were like magic pros like a, like a few years back. And we played against 
a few pros in a tournament um and it might have been one of them so maybe one of my friends did but i, I personally didn't I, I would imagine that it made you like think back like oh did they cheat during our game or probably you're like right. yeah yeah we, we talked about that for sure yeah we talked about that yeah but overall it seems like it's a good community where they're pretty respectful and then you know you can take back some moves and it's, it's the friendly aspect of it which is great yeah everything i've experienced now if you're a girl playing magic i would say you might have a different experience because there were lots of stories about that um I, I know the community might not be great in that thing but i personally never felt anything like that i'm also a dude so like you know I, i'm pretty welcome in that space well, if you're a female playing Magic the Gathering, you're welcome to come here on this podcast and you know, give your point of view. So then we <laughs> yeah. can compare Jesse's and you. And I'm sure you'll be very similar. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd hope so. I'd absolutely hope so. Very I mean, friendly. All the people I played with, all the people I played with, all the people I knew that I played were fine. But that's not the case for everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Every situation is different. But I'm, like this situation right now, I'm having a great time and I feel like you're a great player. I have never <laughs> seen you play, but I feel like you're a down-to-earth person. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't flatter myself too much. I'm not that good. <laughs> and okay, another random, random question, but have you ever considered creating a card? Like you already had the image in your head and what you want as the art and what kind of like description at the bottom and effects and all that? Uh, when I was little, we like me and my buddies made like a few like create a card stuff that was pretty fun. It was like for our own game, not for like magic, but it, it was definitely like in the same vein. Um, otherwise, I um, actually I did um, when I was in college just for like fun or whatever. I tried to create like a actually it's funny because like later they did do a set kind of like this. I tried to make like an ancient like Greek and Roman like kind of themed one, like ancient like fighters. But like it was more historically grounded. And eventually they did create Theros, which was basically like Greek God inspired. And then they did an Egyptian God inspired t- uh, set, too. So I was basically uh, on the forefront there. So not to a. Uh, you know, <laughs> not to, not to too much or whatever. I was, I was, I was basically there. You know, they, they a little bit of my inspiration. I'm sure they used it. Yeah, it's, um, it's got your name at yeah. the bottom of the card saying, <laughs> yeah. this is thanks to Jesse. Inspired by <laughs> random poster online. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. That, that goes back to the idea that the community does listen and the creators of these cards do listen. And, and nowadays it's always great to have these big companies listen to the little guy when it comes to creating something to improve the game. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best part about playing Magic the Gathering on a personal and emotional level? I mean, the best part about it when I was um, like in high school, when I first got into it, is that I had all these people, like all these like guys that I would call my friends, not my like super close friends, but but we were all re- pretty good friends. Um, I, I really like the camaraderie about it. Um, and the game is just so challenging that once you like combine all the people that you're really you know, interested in hanging out with and people who are really cool, combine that with like a really strategic, just like absolutely like flummoxing game at times can, can be amazing. Like I've always been like as a, as like a video gamer, I've always been pretty into like strategy games um so i just like love to put like my mind to the test like that i I think that's the most fun thing about playing a game so that's probably where that comes from and i the reason i don't really play it as much anymore is because a lot of my friends don't uh you know we're 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 doing our own lives now and stuff so it's a little tough to you know keep that going on paper (laughs) when we can't physically be near each other wait wait you're telling me that adults have to have responsibilities (laughs) some some of them do some of them do (laughs) you might have a few i don't know (laughs) my wife says i do but i I i'm not sure (laughs) true true your kid might demand something of you i'm not sure yeah exactly it's like dad be responsible i'm the child here (laughs) now another off-topic question like there's no segue to this one but what was your favorite deck you've played with i think the most memorable i played with was blue white control back in return of ravnica it was like people who know the game will, will probably know the deck i'm playing it was like a bunch of sphinxes revelations snapcaster mage i think i had a rune caster a rune chanter pike i forget the, the name of it i feel it had restoration angels in it um but it was a blue white control deck and i like that deck a lot that was probably the first deck that i made that was like fairly competitive and can do well so i think that's up there my other one was like my 
I think it was green, black control. And then I made it green, black, red control. And I, I, it was, I don't remember the set. I feel like it was like magic 15 or magic 16, um, was when I like first did it. I, it didn't have thrag tusks, but it was like this, the deck after or the rotation, like after that and, and, uh, and whatever, actually, I think thrag tusks were a lot earlier. That's, that's probably my mistake, but yeah, no, I just played like this, um, like pretty big beaters. Um, it was a really fun deck. It was a mid range deck. I remember having, it was probably right after Ravnik actually. Cause I remember it having, uh, whatever the black red card is that you kill a planeswalker or a creature. I know this sounds like like gibberish to people who don't know magic, but um, if if people know magic, I think they'll know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get that back. <laughs> no, no, I would imagine the people listening some some do and some don't, and those that don't are yeah. learning. So this is a learning experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That deck was really fun. Um, I I really like drafts and I really like sealed because there isn't like a huge price point to like pay into that, especially recently. So um, I do remember playing a lot of uh, M15 draft. And there was the one card that I really liked and had this deck that had like four of them in it. It was basically this white card that like, you play like three spirits in a turn. You could like convoke for it. Oh, it was so good. It was so busted. Um, and I love playing <laughs> that that format. It was an easy format. Like the M15 and like core sets are like really easy to learn. So I had like, I was a senior in college. So I had like schoolwork to do and stuff like that. It was really easy to pick up and play and actually be good at. So that was uh that was good for me. I had a good time there. <laughs> no, you were talking about the actual decks and like how you had different sets of decks. Did you ever, let's say when you were creating a new deck, did you just swap out some cards or you're the type that said, you know what, this deck is complete. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to make a new deck. Yeah. So, um, so the format that I, I played with those decks were mostly from a standard. So they like, they used to rotate out every two years with like new sets. Um, basically every two years, I think the, the rotations are different now. I don't play that much standard. But like, so you can have like a certain card, but like after like, let's say like five or six new sets they release, like you can't use that in standard anymore. So you have to make new decks. You're constantly like forced to make new decks so they can make money. I get yeah. it. And it also changes <laughs> up the meta. I mean, like I, I like the change in meta, of course. Like I like playing new and interesting decks and learning new decks and playing with new cards. So it, it's good. But the financial toll is um, a lot and uh, I don't love doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Smash Bros where they had to rebalance the characters. So there's not an mm -hmm. OP character. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started playing Magic the Gathering? Jeez, I mean, like, just, like, learning everything. There's so many facets of it. Like, the meta is, like, probably the most important thing. Because, like, you can learn your deck, like, well enough, and you can learn the cards in your deck. Like, that's cool. But you have to know, like, like, if you're a good player, like, by even by, like, the first land that they play, you should kind of know what deck they're playing. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of, um, like, watching and knowing what's coming up and what's valuable and what's good in the meta. So that's, um that's probably the hardest thing to learn and, and was the most challenging for me at first. And speaking of which, where did you usually go to learn more about Magic the Gathering? Did you have like magazines that just came out every month or you looked online or had somebody would tell you about new updates? Yeah, I mean, the Wizards like website for Magic usually has like the big the big pro tournaments. They're like deck lists. So you can go check that stuff out. Like Star City Games and like TCG Player were the two big sites that I remember using a lot. But don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if that's recent. <laughs> like if you could go check their recent. I'm sure the Star City Games, I'm pretty sure still has tournaments. I don't watch nearly as much as I used to like four or five years ago. Um, but yeah, Star City and uh, uh, TCG Player were, were the two that I checked out all the time. Um, and, and the Magic Sykes, they had good stuff. And also like I followed the players on Twitter and like I followed the players um, just like generally. So like, I know what they play. Um, and like, I always watch them on Twitch. That was like the only thing I watched on Twitch for a long time was the magic tournaments. So, um, that's where I got a lot of the deck lists. Yeah. And speaking of tournaments, man, you're just the perfect segue maker. <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned you've participated in tournaments. How many tournaments have yeah. you participated in? So like, there's a thing called Friday night magic, which is basically like Friday nights, like around like seven or eight o'clock, I would say like, uh, there would be tournaments at local game stores. So just like, you know, Pretty close place, pretty close knit. 
easy to go participate into. I played almost every night uh, Friday Night Magic in college until my senior year that we didn't go as much. But yeah, I, I did that almost almost every year. Um, when I was in col- or in high school, I went to like a few FNMs um, with a few of my buddies from the Awesome Club. Uh, so so besides those, besides those FNMs, which are the, the like the small tournaments or whatever like that, we do pre-releases, which are still like officially sanctioned. The biggest one that we did was the one where there were some pros. It was like 150 people. Oh, wow. Um, we did a few of those at those stores. Yeah, we did a few of those there. I came, I top eighted one. I think I came, I, I was like, yeah, I was top eight, which is the, a big deal for me. Um, I think they still keep top eights. It's like a big deal. It used to be a big deal. I'm pretty sure I'm sure it's the same thing now. But yeah, I top eighted one of those, which is pretty sick. Um, and then I went to a few PTQs around like the Philadelphia area. There's a pro tour qualifiers. Um, it's basically like you come in a certain place and you're qualified for, or I think you might have to win to qualify the pro tour. I don't remember. You just have to do really well. And then you get to go to like a bigger tournament. I went to like two or three of those. Um, I wasn't very good. So I didn't top eight those. <laughs> There's no way I could top eight those. Um, and I got like, I think I dropped after like four games most of the time. Cause we were always like either two and two or, uh, or like one and three. And you couldn't really go far if you weren't like four and oh or three and one. So and uh, have you ever participated on a tournament online? And if if not, or if so, are you planning to do one in the future? Since you you know we have technology, the internet uh, <laughs> at our hands, at our fingertips. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't like qualified for anything like big online. Um, and I don't really think I will unless I really start going to it. I mean, I stream sometime on Twitch, but um, I'm getting a new laptop because like old one kind of like broke. Um, so once I get that new one, I'll probably go back on and um. Maybe I'll qualify for one in the future. I'll, you know, I, I like streaming and talking to people. And Magic is a pretty, not easy game, but it's a nice game that it's not like super high paced like a shooter. So I can actually talk while I'm playing it. <laughs> so I might get back on that grind. Well, if you're open to it, you could share your Twitch as well. You know, just uh, get some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> share anything and everything. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Twitch is Essence the Slayer <laughs> on, on Twitch. You can find that E-S-S-E-J. E-S-S-E-J, yeah. S-S-E-J, it's Jesse backwards and the Slayer, all one word. Do you want to check me out? I'll put that in the addition to the podcast and I'm sure later on you're going to tell me, <laughs> well, I also have this, so I'm going to add that as well. <laughs> but back to the actual podcast of this cool card game that just, it leaves me in awe whenever I see a new card. What is your current biggest challenge? Probably just like staying um, up to date with like the good cards and like draft and stuff. LSV does some, who's a who's a content creator, Louis Scott Vargas. I've always loved him. He's always been like a really funny um, and really good source of entertainment and also really good at the card game. I just like, it's keeping up with like what cards are like meta relevant and what cards are like good in drafts because he does a lot of like a big draft and limited review that uh, I check out like uh, usually before I go play. Um, so it's just like keeping up with that and like keeping that in mind when I'm drafting and when I'm playing the game. So that that's been like the hardest thing because I just have so much stuff to do with the podcast, the Twitch, the everything I mentioned before, mm. <laughs> keeping up with all that <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. Apparently, podcasting keeps us busy for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. And you know, when we just do all that, you know, people can get stressed with all that work. But when it comes to Magic: The Gathering, has it has it ever stressed you out? I think if a hobby were to ever like really stress me out, I just would stop playing it. So I don't think so. I know we all get codependent sometimes with our hobbies, but I feel like I have a lot. And if that were to ever happen, besides sports, I think I would drop it. And then, uh, you know, drop it, try something else and then come back to it. That's that's humans. We, we come back, we step away and we come back, except for our podcast. We just got to keep doing it because we love it. <laughs> yeah, only small breaks for that, for sure. Yeah, five minutes and then get back into it. <laughs> now, a really tough question is probably the most important one. What are some misconceptions about people who play Magic the Gathering? 
Um, so if you remember that huge post on Reddit, God, it must be like five or seven years ago with, um, the ass crack guy who was like going to, who went to a magic tournament, right. And like got down and like took pictures with like a bunch of ass cracks. If you remember that, I, do, I think that's like a, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a pretty, um, pretty big conception that, or misconception people probably have. Um, maybe even rightfully so there are probably a lot of neckbeards that play it. I currently am sporting a neckbeard, so I guess there's that, but yeah, I mean, all my friends that I play with and all the people I went to the store were like really chill dudes. And like, they weren't just these this type of people that you would assume are like super nerdy and like are only playing like D and D in their parents' basement. Like there, there's definitely like a, a wide mix of people who play the game. That's probably the biggest misconception. And I would say that like goes for like gaming and other board games too. So just like wrap that on one. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you. And then like I was saying in the last episode uh, about how the internet has just made it so available for everybody to see and just experience. And now you get to see people of all walks of life trying this out. Mm-hmm. Another tough question, I guess. Yeah, just I'm hitting you with these hard questions. Are you prepared? Are you ready? You're not nervous, right? I'm ready. I'm very ready. I'm very ready. I love it, dude. Uh, so what has Magic the Gathering taught you in life? It definitely helps with like interpersonal relationships because you have to communicate with like your opponent, at least when you play like uh, like in person. Um, and it, it helped me like, you know, like branch out to like meet really cool people when I was in like high school, which I really liked. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the interpersonal thing's probably the best. But like, I mean, it helps you like god i don't know like i don't want to sound like douchey or like stupid but like um i feel like it helps you just like be like more analytical and be more like you know that kind of way in your life which mm-hmm. i think is prog- or which i think is positive rather you know like i, I don't know I, th- I feel like that was just like a good situation of me playing these type of games that really like challenge me but i like playing things that challenge me so i become like a a more like sh- focused person and like a better person at like um you know, triumphing over obstacles. God, that sounded really douchey. Okay, I take it back. I don't want to use that phrasing. Yeah, but I think that's probably the thing I would say. I, I like hobbies. They're they're always good for for even like your mental health. So you have something to do, especially when you're quarantined for like two months. So helps me with that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's why I'm doing this and talking to awesome people <laughs> yeah. like yourself who are sharing it. And somebody's going to listen to it and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick up Magic the Gathering because, you know, this is exactly the hobby I need right now. Now's a good time for sure. Magic Online or Magic Arena. But this episode's coming out in a few months. Uh, Hopefully nobody's quarantined anymore by that time, (laughs) but we never know. Uh, So, but you know what? There's never not a right time to pick up a new hobby and Magic the Gathering is there for you. You can do it (laughs) with cards and online, like Jesse said. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 100%. Now, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? I mean, I'm probably going to stream on Twitch more. So probably like presenting it to the world. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think all hobbies and like most stuff we do in our free time is just to help escape from our dumb reality and our dumb corporate jobs or whatever jobs we have. At least that's how it feels for me. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> so, no, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I, I would say like a little bit of both. I, I like doing stuff and, and bringing it out to the world. I think I've got good content. I think I am like an entertaining person. Hopefully you get that impression from this interview um, <laughs> or this podcast. But uh, yeah, I'd like to bring it out to people. Hopefully they enjoy my stuff. And um, yeah, I'd like to take magic there, I think. Yeah, man, man, you have awesome energy. Like we connected the moment we just started talking. Like we, this is the first time we talk in person, which is pretty much the same thing for every guest. And uh, yeah, you and I just connected instantly. Like boom, like we yeah, we've been yeah. friends for years, like fifty years. We're not fifty years old, but fifty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. That's why I love doing these podcasts. It always feels like that. Mm-hmm. And time just flies by. Yeah, right. And uh, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up this hobby? Yeah, um, make sure you have enough money. Um, to play it (laughs) um no but like i mean it is expensive like don't get me wrong but um i think like keeping up with the meta is like more maybe more important than like actually building a good deck or even being good with your deck just like knowing what you're playing against so you make the right moves because um i think that's probably the most important thing and it's not like 
like easily like it's not as apparent as you would think it is right that's kind of my thing i think you need to like learn the meta that's super important and that's how you become good pretty much and and being good with your deck is really important too i used to play a deck called eggs um before it got banned and that was basically like solitaire some some magic decks are like solitaire basically um and i had to learn that deck and it didn't matter which opponent i was playing against really except for like the sideboard a little bit but um but like that deck you just had to master and then you could do it um but most of the time yeah that's like the most not obvious thing that you should learn is the meta and there's a lot of resources online you could just find that relatively easily right yeah yeah i think so and speaking about finding things online relatively easily do you have any (laughs) social media links or websites or podcasts or twitch or anything else you're hiding from me that you'd love to share with the world (laughs) my my twitter is um just baking games fantasy sports i have a website called baking games fantasy sports the the uh, podcast is baking games podcast i have a twitch message the slayers my twitch you can find you can use all those names to find me. I don't I don't think it's very common. I hope not. Um, you can find me on on any of that stuff if you search Twitter, if you search for podcasts. That's on like Spotify. It's on Apple. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Stitcher. It's on most platforms where you can find um where you can find podcasts. So yeah, check me out. Perfect. I'll put all that information below so people can go check it out, show some love, show some support. And I'm also looking at um I'm thinking it's that right now, but I'm looking at your Skype logo. Is that your uh, logo for your podcast? It looks cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I paid a guy on Fiverr to do it. It was it's, it's really cheap, really easy. It was nice. I love it. Uh, it's awesome. So you guys can't see it because it's a podcast, but you know where you can see <laughs> it? If you go to his podcast, boom, look at that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and now for the last question, it's probably, you know what? This is the most difficult question, not for you, but for me. Oh. Uh, do you have any questions for me about Magic the Gathering? So you've heard of it before here, right? Because I said, you know, you played Yu-Gi-Oh, right? You said you played mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever, Have you ever played Magic? I've never played it like... I've only had one friend who have had the cards mm-hmm. and it wasn't even his, it was his sister's. So the, <laughs> his sister played it, but we weren't allowed to yeah. like actually play it. We we're allowed to look at it because, you know, <laughs> yeah, she, was very pro- she was very protective of her cards and she didn't trust her younger yeah. brother and her stupid friend named Alex. <laughs> but I looked at the cards and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was just in love with the actual design, but I was like scared because I didn't have anybody else to learn how to play with. It's like a language. You didn't, if you didn't have anybody to practice oh, yeah. with, you wouldn't necessarily pick it up. But uh, yeah, everybody was into Yu-Gi-Oh. Pokemon, I had Pokemon cards. Never knew how to play. Never. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like no one did, right? They're just like, oh, these are cool. But like, we have a video game, so like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Just play those, right? Yeah. But uh, if, uh, actually a random question, do you play D&D? Yeah, I actually, um, I started playing pretty recently. But yeah, I've been playing for like a few months. I've done some DMing, um, a little bit of characters. I'm actually on a D&D podcast that I'm um, supposed to come out soon. So that'll be a lot of fun. So when you say soon, within the next month, two months before this episode comes out? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, it should, be, it should probably be out by the time this comes out, I would hope. <laughs> I think so. Well, in that case, if it does come out, you know, right before I post this episode, I'll ask Jesse for the link and then we'll add it down <laughs> below. It's already been mentioned here. You don't have the name yet. So you don't, it's a secret. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it's called yet, even to be honest. I don't even know. But actually, yeah, speaking about the D&D aspect, do you find like there's a, a connection between D&D and Magic the Gathering? Like you feel the same energy? Yeah. So fun fact, um, the guy who created Magic actually created Magic as um as a way to like decompress between um games of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. So that's like how it came about, which is pretty funny. Um, and Wizards own both owns both of them. So, you know, it all kind of connects. Like I've seen some art for some of like the uh, like creatures in um, like D&D and like they're like magic cards, like literally. So 
Well, that's pretty cool. I love I love that connection. It's like people can have like a bite size of it or play the whole thing. Like I'm playing D&D right now with my friends and uh, mm-hmm. it's intense when you're playing with friends who want to, everybody wants to attack each other. You know, it, it, it breaks <laughs> oh, friendships. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do a lot of PvP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like when somebody doesn't do a move, we're like, I kick him in the shin. He rolls a 20. The shin shatters. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. But I'm, I have a feeling uh, Magic the Gathering is less friend breaking, right? Um, you think so? No, I I think it, pro- it probably is less, probably a little bit. <laughs> but it does sound like an amazing game, and you know, people listening, you know, you have a, an energetic personality like Jesse, and you know, you might enjoy uh, Magic the Gathering. No, screw that. You will enjoy Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yes, it is a command, and you must play it right now. <laughs> yeah, just um, just again, you know, it's it's a it's a money suck. <laughs> it is a money suck. It's like there's a joke in the Magic Gathering community. It's like. Don't let your kids grow up to like uh to play magic. Like let them like uh use drugs instead because like it's less expensive. <laughs> like that's literally like it's less expensive than like like uh like whatever, like buying drugs all the time. So yeah, that's the thing. It's called cardboard crack. So cardboard crack. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> never heard yeah. that before. That's I wouldn't yeah. say that's like I would say, oh, that's awesome. Like drugs. No, 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 drugs are not awesome, kids. No, like yeah. magic in the gathering is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's and there's also a good web series, Cardboard Crack, which is like a comic series. I'm not sure if it still runs, but it used to be really, really funny. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, if uh if I find it, I'll put it in the description so people can go look for it. You know, I'll put everything in the description because it's a cool game. It's and they put a lot of thought into it and it's really creative. The descriptions are cool, the writing, the art. The corners of the cardboard. I know I'm going a little overboard, but I mean like the actual art and the description <laughs> and the story and the gameplay is amazing. The card, as in the actual physical shape of the card, is like any other card, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just enjoy the game for what it is, epicness. <laughs> <laughs> True. So uh, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on and just expanding my mind on Magic: The Gathering. I didn't know it was connected to D and D in a way that it was like just a brother, a sibling of it, and which is pretty cool. And it makes sense because they're both from realms of creativeness and just awesome storytelling. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. I had a great time coming on, man. Thank you so much. If you guys want to learn more about Jesse, you can go check him out in the description below. I'll put all the links, all, all, absolutely every single link, even the <laughs> links he hasn't mentioned yet that he's going to mention to me in a month from now. I'll add them below. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. And if you guys would like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me a qu- uh, an email to timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you know, leave a review. It's always helpful. And if you want to show some more support, I have a Patreon where you want to, if you want to donate, you know, you don't need to, but if you do, it's there. I also sell merch on Redbubble. That's as well. Optional, not mandatory. I would never make it mandatory. That'd be weird. You guys can just, if you, if I made it mandatory, you would just like, okay, nope, turn off the podcast. So it's completely optional. And uh, yeah. So once again, thank you so much, Jesse. Yeah, of course. I had a great time. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.